present and future of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Project 55. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Project 55, your gateway to the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. I'm Chuck Rindon, and I'm joined by Amy Nalloway. Amy, how are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. This week, it's my turn to be in the hot seat. Uh, we're going to find out my Disneyland story. So. <laughs> That's right. Are you ready for us to dive into today's deep dive? I hope so. This is either going to be like a really short episode or it's going to be like our <laughs> longest ever. It's really hard to say. I feel like you might have more to say than me. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So that brings us to our deep dive for this episode, Chuck's Disneyland Story. So what was it that made you fall in love with the park? Kind of like how you shared, you had a few different phases. I certainly had that as well. My earliest memory, and I think this is the one that really made me fall in love with Disneyland as a whole. Uh, I remember going to the park with my grandparents as well as my parents. And this was the first time I had gone to a, a theme park with my grandparents. Usually they weren't the type to go to those places. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the, this particular visit, they came and I just remember uh, seeing just how much fun my grandparents had during that trip. Both my grandpa and my grandma, I could see it even as a young kid, like their inner child came out and I, I saw a different side to them. I was like, whoa, <laughs> especially my grandpa, who was typically serious, at least when I was younger, he was kind of more serious uh, here. he, Dude, he just let loose, it, especially, you know, he was a huge country Western fan. So Frontierland, we got there and he just lit up like we went into the Golden Horseshoe. He He just loved every second of it and just seeing him enjoy it. One of my favorite pictures, there's a picture of me uh, on his shoulders in front of a small world, just uh, having the time of our lives. So for me, you know, it, 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 and it kind of harkens back to why Walt Disney created the park, this idea to, you know, have families have fun together. And this was a perfect example of that because, you know, my, my grandparents, they weren't typically ones to run to an attraction or, you know, get excited about a show or anything like that. And here they they were so, <laughs> they loved everything. Mm. You could tell they regressed 20, 30 years. They were just loving every minute of it. And so, nice. and same with my parents, although my parents have always been kind of uh, fun and childlike in that way. So <laughs> that wasn't very different, but, you know, we all love kind of uh, just geeking out at Disneyland together. But mm -hmm. 
but yeah, that, that was kind of the genesis for me is just seeing how it created this different side. I, I was able to see this different side to my grandpa in particular, who, like I said, was just so stoic uh, when I was growing up. And just to experience that with him, you know, that that's a memory even to this day. Like I, I just cherish the love started there. And then, of course, my love of all things Disney was really instilled to me by my mom. Like she was a huge fan of Disney growing up. In fact, <laughs> fun little fact about me is growing up, I actually lived on Disney Avenue. That was where we lived. <laughs> actually, I lived on that street for most of my life. <laughs> and it's funny, like she denies it, but I, I really think she chose that house because it was on <laughs> Disney Avenue. That's fun. It, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. And it always made for entertaining uh, conversations when we were at Disneyland uh, and whenever my mom would pay by check, if you, you know, if you remember what checks were, <laughs> things you had to write. <laughs> and, yeah. So it would always have it, our address on it. And of course that would always spark a conversation. <laughs> oh, you oh, live on sure, Disney yeah. Avenue. Like, what's that like? Well, it's not <laughs> as magical as here, but <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it's certainly fun. And of course, you know, growing up in elementary school in particular, you know, that it was always a fun conversation to be had. Oh, you live on Disney Avenue? Like people just assume that I lived in Disneyland <laughs> for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm not that lucky. But yeah. Uh, so I think it was inevitable that I was going to like be a Disney fan because it, it was just, uh, I just grew up around it. You know, like my family, mm-hmm. we would always gather around the TV on, you know, Sunday nights to watch the Disney movie uh, and uh, just getting lost in that. And then of course, when Disney Channel came around, it was great because my parents could share with me like the stories that they grew up or the films they grew up with, you know, like Pollyanna and some of those other films. And so it was just a great bonding experience for us. And then we would, of course, take that to the park. And as you mentioned, so many memories, like my grandpa, like I said, or with my parents, there's just so many places I can go in Disneyland that uh, mm-hmm. I have memories of. And yeah. for me, it's, it's almost just as good as just having like a photo album. Everything there like triggers a memory. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even have to have a photograph. It's just in my head. And yeah. so it's a wonderful refresher. And it's it's almost like whenever I go to Disneyland, it's like, this is your life, you know, <laughs> sort of like <laughs> everywhere I go, like my past comes to life. To me, like that's just such a, it's such a gift to have a place that can do that for you. So I, I think the memories certainly are, are a huge factor of my my love of the place. I, I just have so many wrapped up into it. Like, how could I not love it? It really feels like a part of me because it really is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, there, no, there's so much of me there and so much of my family mm-hmm. there. Another part. So as I got older, I started becoming obsessed with Walt Disney, the man. And I really wanted to research him. So this was kind of like a high school era Chuck, hmm. just uh, wanting to know as much as I can because I, I was fascinated by Disneyland, of course. But when I started learning about all the trials and tribulations that went into actually creating the park and how, uh, you know, m- much like, you know, when he uh, went through the process of doing Snow White, the first feature length animated cartoon for them. Uh, you know, with Disneyland, again, everybody th- kind of thought he was a little nuts. Like, what? Well, <laughs> this isn't our lane. What are you doing? And so just how he was able to have this vision and stick to it, he was able to realize it. You know, he found a way to do it. 
And that just to me was inspiring. And so that facet of Disneyland is something I also carry with me. And whenever I, I need kind of encouragement or sort of self-motivation in my own life, I just kind of think to Disneyland, the creation of Disneyland and, you know, what went into that mm. and just, hey, if you have a goal or if you have a dream, stick to it, you know, because you just don't know what could come of that. And uh, in many cases, like something just wonderful, right? So it, it, it's kind of a great self-motivating thing for me when you really start diving into all of the history with Walt Disney and the Imagineers and the people who worked there and you know just all the history that's baked in to the park itself uh, that part of as an adult is what really uh what really gets me you know knowing like you know you walk down Main Street and seeing all of the windows on Main Street and yeah. knowing like the history behind there and the names and just all everything that went into creating that place and and creating it even still today like creating new things and I, I'm just fascinated by the physical storytelling that Disneyland is you know being able to appreciate all the details now uh, with the immersion and just this idea that you really are leaving and it does, it feels very much like you're leaving your world and you're going into this world of fantasy and make believe and just where it, you feel like anything can happen. Yeah. Just the, the way they do force perspective and just the way everything just comes together. It's just for me, it's just so magical. And every time I'm in there, like no matter what I'm feeling in my personal life, walking through the gates of Disneyland, that all goes away. And I, I'm just connected with my inner child again and just um, there to have a good time. And so I think as an adult, like I can appreciate, of course, the memories, but just, just the aesthetics of everything and the immersion and the storytelling and Mm -hmm. the escapism if you will like it's just a yeah. wonderful it's a wonderful vehicle for me to just uh recharge my batteries you know <laughs> like mm -hmm. whenever uh, life has thrown some obstacles my way disneyland has always been there and it's always been a place i could recharge and kind of regroup and carry on mm, love that yeah yeah, so, you know, memories, memories, memories. That's really what it comes down to. And, you know, just yeah. being able to experience that park with, you know, members of my family. And, you know, now, like, my grandparents are no longer with me. But they, they really are, though. Every time I step through there, like, I have the memories with me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really what makes Disneyland special to me and why I love it. So, the the ties to Walt Disney the storytelling, and then all the memories, of course. So. That makes a lot of sense. That is my Disneyland story, if you will. <laughs> Love it. Well, how about you reflect on those memories a little bit deeper as we jump into our Fab Five for today. Uh, the top five things at Disneyland, uh, or the, the whole resort, that bring you joy. <laughs> All right. This honestly is tough. We got a taste of what brings you joy just from your deep dive there. But, That's true. But right. yeah, let, let's hone that in. I know I know you've got some good ones. Yeah, there's so many I could choose because, you know, I, and I could go super broad like Disneyland brings me joy. But, <laughs> Duh. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think these are relatively narrow, at least as for me, as narrow as I could get. But uh, coming in at number five for me, my things that bring me joy is Galaxy's Edge Batu, but particularly mm. at night. Yes. I think there's just something magical about that land at night, the way it's lit up. And it's usually like a little bit quieter. Well, at least, you know, after fireworks, but it's a little bit quieter. So I feel like you can take in like some of the sounds because there's so many immersive sounds they have in that land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I absolutely love when you're down by the side of Rise of the Resistance and just hearing like all of the wildlife in that area. Yes. Oh, it's just so tranquil and serene. I like, I could just, I could stay there all night. <laughs> Honestly, it's just so peaceful. And I just love all the sounds. And, you know, occasionally, like, you'll hear the ships flying by. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. There's just something extra magical for me about Batu at night. So that's my number five. Love it. A thousand percent. <laughs> number four for me. Uh, And this is, I think, similar to one that you brought up during your uh, session, but the live entertainment at Disneyland Mm -hmm. as a Mm -hmm. whole. Specifically, one of my favorites is the Bootstrapper Pirate Band. (laughs) That's always a good time. Anytime I see them out, like I have to stop and I just take it in. So great. And then, of course, you know, Main Street from the Disneyland Band to Mm -hmm. the Dapper Dan's. It's just uh, Disneyland for me is just very much intertwined with live entertainment. Like that's what makes it so special. Yeah. It's just one of those things like I love, you know, just turning a corner in New Orleans Square and there's a band playing. But, you know, like those type of moments are just so awesome. And uh, for me, it's just so uniquely Disneyland that, yeah, it just, it just brings me joy every, every time. <laughs> so that is number four for me. Uh, moving on to number three. Anyone who knows me personally, this, this isn't going to come as a shock, but my number three is, it's a small world, but specifically <laughs> the last showroom. Uh, I love the entire attraction, but the last showroom, everybody comes together and you kind of see like the grand vision of, you know, what it's a small world is really about. Like, hey, we can mm-hmm. all come together and share in our differences, but, uh, you know, realize that we're not all that different as well. And I kind of get teary-eyed every time. (laughs) You know, it's such a, it's just a great experience. And to me, it always makes me hopeful for the future, hopeful for the present. And uh, anytime I need like an emotional recharge, get me on Small World and particularly that last (laughs) room. Like I I love it. Cannot get enough. It's just, uh, it's just magic in a bottle for me. And uh, yeah, I'm just always grinning ear to ear every time. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, I can relate. There's just yeah, <laughs> there's just something magical about that attraction from the the music to the look and the feel, and I I love how it's staged to look like you're viewing everything through childlike eyes, mm-hmm. and there's just so much to it. On paper, it seems like such a simple attraction, but when you really take all of its parts in and put them together, it's just yeah, it's just magic for me. So. That's my number three, the finale of It's a Small World. Nice. And honestly, you could pr- plug in any area of Small World and I'd probably, <laughs> that'd probably be in my top five. Number two, and again, this one probably won't come as a shock to anyone, but uh, got to throw in the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Specifically, and it, this goes back to as a kid too, I've always loved the graveyard 
scene, showroom. Yes, 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 yes. There's just so much going on in there, number one. There's just so much to look at. But number two, death is one of these things that it's kind of scary to talk about. And I'm like, dude, these guys are like living their best lives out here as ghosts. (laughs) They have an apartheid. (laughs) Right? It just makes the topic of death more approachable. And I'm like, Mm. you know this is what I envision. Like, this is what I want. Like, just people having a great time, right? Continuing the party in the afterlife. So ever since I was little, like, you know, I know some kids are scared of the Haunted Mansion. Me, I I just loved it. <laughs> you added humor to a subject that probably shouldn't have humor to mm-hmm. it, right? Like, at least traditionally. And I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It makes the subject approachable and uh, somewhat comforting in a way, right? Like, give give me my champagne glass and, you know, (laughs) hopefully I'm like living it up in the afterlife, you know? So, yeah. So for me, the graveyard scene in the Haunted Mansion, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, The Haunted Mansion is probably my number one favorite attraction anyway. So again, like Small World, Mm -hmm. probably any area of that could easily make my top five. But (laughs) the graveyard scene... Uh, for reasons I just discussed is one of my favorite. Uh, I just love, you know, the comedy that they were able to add to that. I, I think that's the pairing of comedy with the macaw and sort of the spookiness. Like that's so uniquely Haunted Mansion. I think that's what makes it special. So that's my number two. So number one. Dun, dun, dun. And honestly, too, if if you know me, this probably isn't, this is going to be a shocker <laughs> either, but my number one thing at Disneyland that brings me joy is the sweeper train. Yes. <laughs> and being on Main Street there after hours, you know, after the park is officially closed and when Main Street remains open for that extra hour or whatever. You know, I talked about this briefly. Well, wait, for those who may not understand the terminology, explain what the sweeper train is. Yes. Yeah, so the sweeper train... Uh, what I love about it, so it's literally the last Grand Circle tour of Disneyland. And it, they call it the sweeper train because they go to each uh, train station to, quote unquote, sweep the area and pick up any uh, remaining guests who are waiting to exit the park. Uh, so they sweep the track and pick up everyone. And then you end up ultimately in Main Street. And that's the last ride of the evening. Everybody exits out onto Main Street. What I love about it, though, and I I know I talked about this briefly before, but I love just the different vantage point you get here, the different views you get of Disneyland. Disneyland itself is relatively empty at that point. And so to experience it kind of relatively quiet, Mm -hmm. you can hear like all of the other different sounds and some things that you normally wouldn't hear during the day because it's so crowded and there's just so much crowd noise and things like that. So getting to hear like those special sounds that you might not necessarily take in during the day and sitting there, usually the train's not super full, although sometimes it is. Just depends. (laughs) The people who like, I don't want to walk all the way out there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. No, but it is a, it is a whole different vibe though. It's not like riding the train during the day or yeah. No, it, it isn't. And I love to end my day because of, you know, it's so quiet and it's so peaceful and it's just a great way to see Disneyland. But for me, it's just a great time to reflect on the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes if I'm really reflective, like reflect on my life, (laughs) you know, like it could get deep on the sweeper train sometimes (laughs) for me. 
just feels like this is my time, you know, in the resort. It, it just feels kind of personal. There's not as many people out and being able to experience that. It, it's just, to me, it's just the perfect way to end a Disneyland trip. Uh, and it's one that I, I have to repeat every time I'm there. It, for me, it's not a Disneyland trip if I don't do that sweeper train. And then, of course, you know, after the sweeper train, being able to sit on a bench or walk around Main Street until security like kicks me out like that's <laughs> that's a droid too, uh, because, again, Main Street's relatively empty. And so, you know, taking in like the atmosphere and just all of the lights and, you know, watching people exit the park. It's a great bookend experience because, you know, when you enter the park, right, you enter through Main Street and kind of see everybody starting their day. So it's kind of fun to see, you know, people ending their day. And again, it's just a, it's just a fun, reflective time to me. Like, that's just one of the most magical times in the park. Uh, number one, because it's not very crowded. <laughs> the weather is like usually relatively cool and just, you know, all the lights on Main Street and everything. It's just a, it's a great time to, uh, just suck up all of the atmosphere. And I, I especially love it during the holidays. You know, you kind of sit there with like the Christmas tree uh, during that season or the Mickey pumpkin uh, during that season. So it's just, a, it's just a great time for me to sit there and reflect and just take it all in. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a great magical time for me. So yeah, number one for me, sweeper train slash those after hour experiences on main street. Nice. Yeah. We've had, we've had a few uh, sweeper train adventures. <laughs> we have, yeah. <laughs> you know, go grab your sweeper train snack and take it all in. So it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely it's a, a perfect way to end, uh, end the night at Disneyland. Love it. Definitely. Well, with that perfect way to end the perfect day, how about we transition to eats and treats? <laughs> the perfect thing for any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Where uh, you get to share with us your perfect Disney meal. So you can pick your appetizer, an entree, a dessert, a beverage from anywhere in the resort to enjoy anywhere in the resort. What would be your perfect meal? I can't, I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I could literally go like first dinner uh, mm-hmm. through fifth Se- dinner. dinner. And, yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's just so many great things to choose from, but uh, I tried to narrow myself down as, as tough as that was, but for my appetizer, um, I have, I have two here. So uh, we'll, we'll just, you know, pretend I'm sharing, even though I probably <laughs> not going to share if I'm being honest, <laughs> but we'll, we'll say it. I'm sharing. Chuck just, doesn't share you know. food. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so appetizer number one, I would go with potato bites. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just something so comforting about potato bites or tater tots at whatever you, Disney calls them potato bites, but. Uh, but just going back to my childhood, you know, every time I eat one, it just reminds me of lunches at school, at the school cafeteria, or, you know, when I was lucky enough to have them at home, like, it's just one of those like insane comfort foods for me. <laughs> Team tots. Woo. Exactly. Yep. 
yeah, it just brings back memories. And, you know, that's the great thing about food as well, right? Like taste and smells, like, you know, they can be triggering for memories and tater tots or potato bites always do it. So potato bites, uh, whether it's from Red Rose Tavern, Riverbell, Pimm's Test Kitchen, wherever, just give me the potato bites (laughs) and I will be a happy, happy camper. Okay. Love it. Uh, Second appetizer. And I don't know if you can really consider this an appetizer, but for my meal, I am considering it. I know for normal people, this would probably be their actual entree meal, but Mm, that's not how I roll. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) my second appetizer would be a corn dog from the Little Red Wagon. It's your pre-dinner. Your pre-dinner. There you go. My my (laughs) pre-dinner dinner. dinner. My moose bouche, if you will. There you but go. Anyway, I, I very rarely have a corn dog. So when I do, it's at Disneyland and it's, it's always special. There's just something about a Disneyland hand dipped corn dog that just tastes so darn good to me. I've yet to find one that replicates it, at least for me. And again, it's just one of those comfort things. You know, I, I think Main Street, I think corn dog. So. <laughs> why, why wouldn't I want to start my meal with a nice corn dog, right? There you go. Uh, as far as my uh, entree goes, and this is where it was really tough because, you know, as you mentioned during your uh, your session, uh, a lot of the stuff that would be my favorite entree is no longer there. Uh, the number one being, of course, that Ithorian Garden Loaf. Mm-hmm. I still curse them for removing <laughs> that. That was so amazing. Yep. I can only hope one day they'll bring it back. But uh, yeah, in absence of that, so I, I really tried to pick some stuff that, you know, is actually there all the time. It's not seasonal. And so for me, uh, it came down to two again. So we'll just, you know, <laughs> kind of two, two course entree, I guess. There you go. If you will. One for me, just classic Disneyland is getting the chili in the bread bowl from refreshment corner. Mm-hmm, okay. So good. And honestly, it's perfect on like kind of a cold winter's day. Like I love their chili, um, you know, followed closely by the um, the combo at Jolly Holiday with the tomato soup and the grilled cheese. But chili, man, I love chili. And there's just something special about chili at Disneyland. Uh, add that in a bread bowl, extra carbs. <laughs> you know, you got you got to love it, right? Yep, that's perfection. And then my my second entree, I would go with the fried chicken at Plaza Inn. Fried chicken for me is like the ultimate comfort food uh, because, you know, when I was younger, whenever we would go on family vacations, my grandma would fry up chicken to take. So I always equate chicken with like good times, mm-hmm. and like that kind of that excitement of like going somewhere new or whatever. Mm-hmm. So comfort food for me. A lot of my favorites. It just ties into memories. That's, that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> whether it's food or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Just the way my brain works. Yeah. Yeah. Fried chicken. And honestly, like it's just, it, it just doesn't get any better than fried chicken on Main Street, right? It's classic Americana, classic Disneyland. And yeah. So to me, like the fried chicken, that's kind of the staple that's always there. I'm pretty sure that they're not going to get rid of the fried chicken. <laughs> we can cross all the things and hope. It's not going to have the same fate as my <laughs> beloved Ithorian Garden Loaf, Doggy Bay 7. 
Yeah. Check in in Disneyland. I feel pretty confident that's going to always be a thing. So there you go. That's my entrees. Plaza Inn, fried chicken, and then the chili at Refreshment Corner. Uh, So yeah, sticking to Main Street, I guess, for food for my entrees. Okay. All right. And how about your beverage of choice? Beverage of choice. So, you know, you mentioned the Fatro and yours, and that, that's definitely a top choice for me. But there's one beverage that's always iconic Disneyland for me, and that's a mint julep, mm. the non-alcoholic version. It's just, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, every time I have one, I, I just, it's like I can't be anywhere in New Orleans and not have a mint julep, Disneyland mint julep. It just doesn't feel right to me. So... Whether it's from Blue Bayou or Cafe Orleans uh, or the Mint Julep Bar, which right now is uh, not open currently as we record this, but I have to have a Mint Julep at Disneyland. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. I don't make the rules, or I guess I do, but... <laughs> you, you do. <laughs> I guess I do in this case, but but it's a rule that I live by, like Mint Julep at Disneyland. Uh, so that would definitely be my beverage of choice. Okay. And then uh, where am I at? Dessert? Dessert. All right. So there, there's certainly plenty of things that I could choose here. Amazing as this is to believe, I actually narrowed it down to one. Wow. Okay. And I got rather specific, but in general, a Dole Whip, right? I can't, I can't have a meal at Disneyland <laughs> and then not have a Dole Whip for dessert. I mean, it just doesn't seem right to me. So Dole Whip. And if I got really specific, uh, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but the chili mango Dole Whip. I knew you were going to pick that. <laughs> chef's kiss yep. like it's so amazing i love the flavors the chamoy sauce the tahini seasoning and it, it just all goes so well together and yeah it's my favorite favorite dole whip uh, just when i thought they couldn't improve dole whip they came out with that and i'm like you did it you did it <laughs> you crazy sobs disney you did it you up the ante with dole whips and i absolutely love the chili mango dole whip so if you've never tried one, you got to go out of your way to try it. It's delicious. You can get it at Tropical Hideaway. So that is my dessert. And okay. as far as location where I would uh, enjoy this, a perfect meal, this is also just classic Disneyland for me. It's just something my family always does. But I, I would choose to enjoy it in the Blue Bayou, Waterside, of course, uh, because there's nothing better for me than just eating food, watching the boats and the Pirates of the Caribbean float on by. As a kid, whenever we were lucky enough to eat at the Blue Bayou, I loved it. It got me so excited to experience the ride. Even if I had just gone on it before eating, <laughs> you know, you, eating and watching the ride, it just gives you a different perspective. And again, that's a, it's another, like, you can take in all the sounds of the bayou there at the opening. And it, to me, it's just great dinner mm-hmm. ambiance for this perfect Disneyland meal. And yeah, now I'm officially hungry. So (laughs) I want my perfect meal now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to work on that one. But (laughs) oh, that's a great, uh, great grouping that you came up with. Some of those, some of those you surprised me, but yeah, great, great choices. All right. Well, we're going to flashback a little bit with our resort rewind and 
Is there anything, an attraction, an experience, something that's no longer at Disneyland that you uh, would bring back and why? And would you change anything if you brought it back? This is, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear <laughs> what your answer is going to be to this one. Honestly, there, there's so many great answers for this because there's a handful of attractions, both that I experienced that I'd want back and some that I never got the chance to experience because I, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> uh, some of those early like attractions I think would be fun to experience. But, you know, I, I kind of cheat a little bit. I came up with two because I, I couldn't narrow it down. I tried. <laughs> so that's usually my problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Right. That's what happens. You get me like talking extinct Disneyland attractions Just and bring know. it all back for one day. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally be uh, yeah. Let's have a throwback night and bring everything back magically one fun. night. And, yeah. Yeah. All right. So what are your two then? All right. So I would love to see the return of the Skyway mm. in Disneyland. Okay. Mainly because much like I talked about with the sweeper train, I love different vantage points at Disneyland. And dude, it didn't get much better than having that aerial view of Fantasyland, Tomorrowland. Yeah, that was a cool one. Oh, it was so great. To get and to go through the Matterhorn. Through the Matterhorn, yep, yep, hearing yep. the Yeti scream. And mm-hmm. oh, that's part of what I miss. And you brought it up with the People Mover too. That's part of what I miss about old Disneyland is the attractions that got you pumped up for other attractions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Going through the Matterhorn and hearing the Yeti, there was just so much mystery around that. When you were younger, you just wanted to like, I, I need to find out what's going on here. <laughs> like, this sounds amazing. So just that. And and again, like adding that kinetic energy, like there was just something cool about seeing the Skyway buckets float through, uh, you know, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland there. And I would love to take a ride on the Sky Bucket one last time. Uh, I just think it'd be so cool. I would take a bajillion pictures. Again, it's one of those things that's... Uh, you know, you're, you're kind of, you were up there, you know, with your group, uh, no one else was with you. The sky buckets were relatively small. So, you know, typically there's two to four people or whatever, right? You're up away from the crowds. It's just a cool, different way to take in the sights and sounds of the park. I, I would just love for that to return because I, I think it would be so fun. Hmm. Yeah. And as far as like changes, honestly, I, I don't think I change anything. I, I think it was pretty fun uh, the way it was. Yeah. Those, uh, I remember the day that they actually patched up the hole in the Matterhorn. It made me sad. It was a was sad like, day. Oh. Yeah. That was like the nail in the coffin. It's right. Not coming back. <laughs> it was definitely not coming back. It's definitely not coming oh. back. All right. And what was your other choice? I'm curious now. So I would love to bring back, and again, this is another one that's sadly probably not possible given the state of things, but I would love to bring back America Sings. Mm. One more Uh, viewing mm -hmm. at least. That would be cool. I'm a thousand percent for that. Love it. Now, you could argue, does it really fit the theme of Tomorrowland? No, but does Tomorrowland fit the theme of Tomorrowland? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You ask a valid question. Yeah. So uh, at this point, it would just be fun, like, just to see the carousel theater turn Mm, again. And as a kid, I loved this show. I loved Mm -hmm. it, loved it so much. 
I loved all the musical numbers. And of course, like it was so amazing when you would transition and it would go dark and the stars would start flashing and everyone was clapping. Oh, yep. That was me. <laughs> I loved it. So much energy and bouncing in my seat. Yeah. Everything about it. I could not get enough. It was one of those, like, you're watching a show, but it's like a, an attraction at the same time. You know, when you start moving, you're like, oh, this is, this is fun. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Of course, I'm a sucker for audio animatronics. You brought up Country Bear Jamboree last time, and that was one of my favorites as well. It, give me a good audio animatronic show. And dude, I'm a happy camper. I, I think there's just something so... uh uniquely disney about those type of things that mm -hmm. i i would just be all about it and you know it's kind of sad to see the state that the carousel theater is in now in fact uh, i don't believe it's even possible for it to turn anymore i think they've permanently entrenched it there but yeah i, I would love it if, if there's anything i would change about it uh, obviously you know we could probably add some eras i mean there's a few different eras that have happened since the shows <laughs> just a few just a couple right <laughs> we can of course add it all the way up to modern day and i would love to see you know eagle sam's take on the modern day and kind of that storytelling and yeah, and that's another iconic thing about it too, right? Eagle Sam was voiced by Burl Ives and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, most people are probably familiar with Burl Ives as Sam the Snowman in the Rudolph special that airs every year, every holiday season. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, I always think Summer Magic, that movie, you know, with Haley Mills, <laughs> Burl Ives, like singing the ugly bug ball is just classic Disney for me. And so, you know, that connection... Uh, I love it. So, yeah, I did. I, I would just love to see America Sings again. I, I think it'd be great, uh, even though, you know, it's not possible, but I, I would love to see a show in that building again. <laughs> I think it'd be so cool. That would be fun. I, I a thousand percent approve of both of <laughs> both of your choices. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, like Tomorrowland needs some stuff. So it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> if they could somehow, you know, magically bring that back. Yeah. There you go. That's my two choices. All right. Great choices. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, with those two attractions, we are going to uh, segment to the evil thing that you threw at me during my... Uh, little uh, <laughs> storytelling session here uh, we're going to have a lightning lane all right, all right of questions here that i'm gonna throw at you but i don't think these are gonna stump you i think you're gonna have answers to throw at me so okay. let's just jump on in if you could only do one thing at disneyland what would you choose to do like one thing for the rest of my life? You're going to Disneyland today. You get oh, okay. to do one thing. Oh, that's the one you. thing you get to do. What would you choose? Because if it's the rest of my life, dude, that's impossible. <laughs> but so going today, what would I have to do? Okay, so wait, wait. So now I need to know okay. the one thing that you would do oh, like I if you were going today. Stuck my foot in my mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you did it to yourself. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is one thing if we're going today, you get to do one thing. What would you choose? And then also, if you could only do one thing for the rest of your life, what would you choose? I want to hear both answers. Go. Oh, gosh, dude. One one thing today, right this minute, I I would probably well, this would depend on the time of day, I guess. It's kind of coming back to your answer. But if it's nighttime, then sweeper train. I you okay. know, that that would be it. If it's daytime uh or early evening. 
uh, it'd probably be Haunted Mansion, I guess. Those would probably be my classic Haunted Mansion. I, I love Haunted Mansion Holiday, but, you know, Haunted Mansion Classic is is where my heart is. So, yeah, that, that would probably be my choice. Okay. And then only one thing <sighs> forever. For the rest of my life. Wow. Yep. That's like an impossible thing to answer. I know. But I know. Because... I, I love the Haunted Mansion so much, but I also love Small World. But as much as I love Small World, I don't know that I could live with that being the only attraction I do for the rest of my life. <laughs> I got to say Haunted Mansion again, I guess. It's either that or I guess eat fried chicken on Main Street. <laughs> you can eat I feel fried like chicken I could do that home. outside of Disneyland. You, yeah, yeah, you can so. eat fried chicken at home. You're good. Okay. Haunted Mansion. Got it. Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Moving on. What is something at Disneyland that you have never done? Is there anything at Disneyland that you've never done? Ooh, well, there, there's a few things, actually. I've never taken a VIP tour. Okay. I feel like that'd be fun. I've never, believe it or not, I've never ridden in the Lily Bell. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that that's definitely on my bucket list. And the other one, uh, I've been to Club 33, but I have not been to uh, the 1901 Lounge. So that would be cool to experience at least once. Uh, so off the top of my head, those are probably the three, yeah, that I can think of that I haven't done that I would like to do. Hmm, cool. Okay, moving on. What character in the original Fab Five is your favorite? Oh, this is easy. I know this answer, but... I'm a Donald Duck guy through and through. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, they give me Donald Duck every day, all day. I, I can't get enough. Growing up, I love Donald Duck. I, I love him to this day. Like, so much personality. There's just so much versatility in his character. And you pair him with, like, Chippendale or Huey, Dewey, and Louie or Goofy even. Like, there's just so much fun to be had and... Or even a Spike the Bee, I believe. Like, there's just so many. Like, he has so many great foils and <laughs> mm-hmm. so many wonderful Donald Duck shorts. And yeah, I'll, I'll always be a Donald guy. So, yeah, that's my answer. Got it. Now, which Disneyland character out of all the characters, which do you relate to the most and why? <laughs> Eeyore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the day. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, (laughs) thanks for noticing you oh man wow that's an interesting question so all of Mm -hmm. uh, the disneyland park characters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who do i relate to the most that's a good one i would say maybe peter pan i suppose at least when i'm at disneyland because i feel like (laughs) a giant kid when i'm there okay so you know disneyland kind of gives me that feeling of eternal youth i suppose so i I don't know i guess peter pan i'm sure you know 10 minutes from now i would think of a much better answer but (laughs) yeah peter pan Uh, that seems to work for me okay and what is your most prized disneyland possession oh man the souvenir to end all souvenirs have you have you bought it yet like what would what is it oh gosh just one just one (laughs) Obviously, the the ultimate souvenir would be like something park used. You know, they just had an auction where they auctioned off a doom buggy. Like, you know, something like that would be amazing. Uh, or like the actual like hitchhiking ghost or something, you know, some sort of audio mm-hmm. animatronic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if money was no object, I would love to have, you know, some sort of physical used prop 
or something from the Haunted Mansion, I think would be amazing. Or, or from honestly any attraction, like a Tiki Berg would be amazing. Like, you know, one of, one of the uh, children from It's a Small World would be fun. <laughs> Like, you know, just anything like from the park, I think would be amazing to have, but more realistically, one of my favorite all time souvenirs. And it's funny because this is one of my earliest souvenirs when I was younger, uh, on main street, I, I, I remember it vividly, you know, we were leaving Disneyland and, you know, there was that whole thing, right. You go into Emporium and, you know, you can pick out like one toy to take home with you. Right. Right. Yeah. So I picked out this like little Mickey Mouse fire engine that had like this lever, right? That, you know, you'd pull the lever and it would just take off. Mm. I loved it. It was like this classic fire engine. It was Mickey Mouse sort of in his old school uh, kind of uh, pie-eyed look. Although I don't think his eyes were pie-eyed, but it was uh, kind of like that version of Mickey. And it, the the fire engine, it was very similar to the fire engine they have in the fire station on Main Street there. Disneyland Synergy at its best, I suppose. <laughs> So many nights I spent as a young kid playing with this fire engine on the kitchen floor, uh, much to the amusement of my parents, I'm sure, because, you know, <laughs> there was a time or two where they almost stepped on it. And, you know, the, so I'm, I'm sure like I, uh, <laughs> I, I annoyed them. <laughs> Uh, with, with the little fire engine but i loved it dude it just reminded me of disneyland you know it's one of those things uh that you felt like you had a piece of the park in your house and you know anytime you get those kind of souvenirs like especially as a kid like it was just magical like you, you just mm. i'm feeling like down today I'll let me play with my little fire engine it'll remind me of being at disneyland and you know i still have that fire engine to this day it's one of my treasured, you know, Disneyland memories. And I certainly have a lot of other cool things I bought as an adult, but as far as, you know, again, we get back to the memories, right? It just that toy. There's so much fun Disneyland nostalgia wrapped into it. And that's kind of my uh, obscure answer, I guess. Like probably, you know, I don't know how many people were a child the same era I was and remember that fire engine. <laughs> We can maybe add a picture of it. I'll, I'll look around, see if I can find a picture of it. I'll throw in our, our show notes. Um, so maybe maybe if you had it, uh, maybe hit us up on Instagram, uh, Hello Project 55 All right, Dude, I would love it. Let, let's, uh, you know, share fire engine, <laughs> toy fire engine stories, because that would be wonderful. So that that's my long-winded answer, fa favorite souvenir. Al although, honestly, this question, I, I could answer, this could be a whole show in itself, because... <laughs> <laughs> like so many different you ones. have all the Disney things. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Space becomes an issue, of course. So mm -hmm. it's gotten a little slower, you know, as I've gotten older. And then you, of course, you start having to make those tough decisions of what, uh, what needs to leave the collection. Right. Uh, such decisions. Well, I have one last lightning lane question for you before we wrap up. All right. All right. Let's hear it. And, if you could do, if you could work at Disneyland for a day and you could do absolutely anything uh, in the park, what would you want to do? Or where would you want to work? Ooh, that's, a, that's a good question. Yeah. Any role, anything. <laughs> I'd be CEO. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only. 
<laughs> then I would I would make sure all of my extinct contractions come back. Um, oh my <laughs> I mean, uh, the obvious answer that comes to mind, and you know, it's I'm kind of a broken record. I, I would love to be like a butler at the haunted mansion. I think that'd be fun. Like I, I love like you know you get to play that character and. I think that would be a cool interaction to have with guests and things like that. I think honestly too, it would be fun to be, um, I was going to say like a balloon salesman, but I, I don't know that would, on a windy day, that would be kind of, <laughs> but, but maybe like, <laughs> in, cumbersome. yeah, may, maybe like, I don't know, working in like the Emporium or something like, I, I would just love to be the guy who, potentially gives another kid like a memory you know like i had with that fire engine or something like you know like i think that would be fun to just kind of see somebody light up because you were able to find like the perfect gift for them or the perfect Mm -hmm. you know toy or or what have you i I just i don't think that would get old uh of course you know having parents scream at you and things like that i mean i, I did work retail <laughs> so I, there there are certain dark sides to that that would probably get yeah. old but I, I think that would be fun like helping somebody create a lasting memory or something like that i, I think would be fun which I, I guess there's tons of roles there at disneyland really that you you could you could do that so mm-hmm. but yeah off the top of my head the, those would probably be the the two I, I think the most fun would be the butler, though. I, I, that would that would just be a dream. <laughs> that, that would be cool. So amazing! Well, thank you for sharing your Disneyland story with all of us. I, I think you uh, your lightning lane was faster than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was going pretty fast, and then you stumped me a yeah. little bit with that souvenir one, but or collectible well, one. That's, that's, that's just because you have too many Disneyland souvenirs, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Makes sense. Yeah. That was fun though, man. That was fun uh, getting to share my story. Hopefully you got to learn a little bit about my uh, Disneyland uh, love and, and you know, Amy shared hers previous. So yeah, now hopefully you know a little bit more about us and uh, maybe <laughs> you understand why, uh, you know, we're doing this podcast and we love sharing all these fun stories and memories uh, about the Disneyland resort because, uh, for us both, there's just so many wonderful memories and stories wrapped up into it. Yes, indeed. It makes me smile. <laughs> oh, there you go. All the good times. All yeah. the good times. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> All right. With that, I think it's time for us to say goodbye. But on behalf of Amy and myself, we hope you enjoyed your time with us today. And if you did... The best way to ensure you continue your adventure is to subscribe and follow the show. You can find out how to do that at helloproject55.com. And we would love to connect with you in between episodes on our Instagram. Don't forget if you had that cool fire truck souvenir like Chuck had or any favorite any cool souvenir. souvenir too, yeah. yeah. I would love to hear we about would it. Love, 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 love to see uh, and hear your stories. Uh, so tag us. We are on Instagram at Hello Project 55. And with that, we'll be back next week with another fun and exciting Disneyland Resort adventure. Until then, take care and we'll see you real soon. Farewell.